All right. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to Common Man's Common Sense. You are listening to Rex Manning and Stanley Hudson. Rex is going to be running the computer tonight. We're shorthanded. Skeleton crew, the two faves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every, what is it with these people in these birthday parties? We had two birthdays this evening. Reverso got some nice sandals he texted in. Yeah, he did, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, they're, they're pretty cute. They were cute. Let me pull a picture of those up real quick. Maybe we can put these on the website. They were, what were they, koala bears? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at them. They were koala bears. Yeah. And then he lied. These will never be worn again. I don't buy that. No, he'll, he'll wear those. Yeah. In fact, he might fashion those into some sort of a loincloth so you'd have a koala bear front and back. <laughs> um, just knowing reverso, I'd say... The koala bear in the front would, you could cut it in half and still be good. <laughs> <laughs> not Boom roasted. Not that koalas, like, not that they give a lot of coverage. Well, wait a minute. What, what, what direction would the koala be facing? <laughs> uh, I, I know i almost said facing out but then you know <laughs> I, I think i think facing out yeah so we, we've got a lot uh this evening so um and like I said rex is running the computer so this may be a little bit haphazard but what yeah he's he's not an it specialist we'll put it that yeah. way uh so and also stanley's running the board so it may be a little haphazard <laughs> let's see Nope, that wasn't it. There we go. Yeah, we're, we're going to be changing this thing around a little bit. So, um, I wanted to start off because we have so many stories this evening that are, uh, we got a lot of stories, man. And, that, and so, there's a lot. And, and we go through these waves where like this week was just race, 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 race. Like, and sometimes it'll be other things, but like we've had these these shows where it, it was comprised of largely like race-based stuff because that's what the the fake news syndicate has been doing this week. And so we've, we've got quite a bit on that. And I wanted to preface this um, before the intro with a new video from uh, one of our favorites, Project Veritas. Um, I, we're not going to play it. It's, uh, it's probably a five or six minutes video. but And so I'm going to read you just um, a, a short description and that'll kind of form the basis of what this show is going to be this evening um project veritas released a new video today featuring an interview with, and this is a few days old by the way cbs san antonio whistleblower brett mauser who exposes his colleagues and outside corporate partners for promoting a political ideology rather than objective journalism in the newsroom here are some of the highlights from the video uh christina taylor multicultural competency trainer CKT cultural strategies, and I got to interject that. Is that like a degree she she earned, or is that just a title that was she was hired under? It, it, like, well, hey, I need somebody to whatever that title you just said was. The direction I was going to go was I was going to assume they went to one of those colleges where they offer stupid degrees and and um, underwater basket weaving. Yes, yeah. exactly, and multicultural competency strategies. So. Uh, and her quote is, I challenge you, meaning the journalist, to stop thinking in terms of objective journalism. We'll discuss why that's not really feasible anymore. I don't need, and there is more context in the video, not that it's needed. That statement alone proves everything that everyone listens so to So she show. says objective journalism is not feasible anymore. But yes, I challenge you to stop thinking in terms of objective journalism. We'll discuss why that's not feasible anymore. 
Um, so that 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 alone. Yeah. So and, you're and, not a journalist anymore. You're an activist. You're a propagandist. You're a propagandist, yeah. So um, Ron Trevino, CBS Houston news anchor, quote, I don't really care if people trust us or not. We still have to do our job. Whether they trust us is the least of my concerns, whether they trust me or not. Grady Tripp, Tegna chief diversity officer. So I think Tegna is the parent corporation because they're in like X amount of states. They have a lot of coverage. Um, At this point, quote, at this point, if you're not listening to a podcast or looking at a video or if you're listening to a podcast that isn't common man's common sense, you suck. Okay, he didn't say that. I did. (laughs) At this point... If you're not listening to a podcast or looking at a video or reading any information that's out as far as equality and social justice and race, you don't care. The other thing is we're going to be holding stations accountable, right? We're going to be holding stations accountable because we know it's important to the organization. KPIs, key performance indicators, are going to change, right? KPIs are going to reflect diversity and inclusion from a representation standpoint. One thing that that confuses me about that guy's statement that's out as far as equality, social justice, and race. Are these things separate? Because I always wonder about social justice. Think about that for a minute. Like, what is social justice? Like, it doesn't really even mean anything. Like, social justice. Justice, social. It's a stupid... Because I was thinking on the way here, I was listening to something on the radio. And, yeah, it's... Obviously, it's just... It's, idi- it's idiocy anytime. Obviously, there's nothing positive attached to that to that term. But like I said, that's going to be the preface for what our show is today. And we will roll right into it after the music. Um, and he drives across the country, and it's very uh, nerve-wracking to me uh, when he's on the road um, because uh, it's just it feels like a dangerous industry. But you're trying to disrupt that and bring more people who look like us to the industry. Tell us why. Yes, ma'am. First of all, thank you for having me this morning. And yes, we are. And we say we're not building truck drivers, but safe CMV operators, folks that can get back to their home whenever they're done with their shift. That's the most important part, ma'am. Well, how can the industry be more welcoming? Because I have to tell you, I talked to a lot of truck drivers and uh, preparing for this segment, and um, most of these truck drivers are people of color, and they talked about, um, you know, hearing some of the racism um, over the CB. Um, you know, this is, again, an industry populated um, by a lot of white men over the age of 55. Um, this group of people overwhelmingly voted for Trump. Um, some people have talked about, you know, aggressive truck drivers uh, cutting them off or not being helpful. Um, so obviously, the more populated it is with people of color, I think you'll see less of that. But how can you encourage people to come and disrupt this space when it seems a bit unwelcoming? Well, I think just what you're doing, getting uh, myself as a black female out there and letting people know I drove for almost eight years. And yes, ran into lots of racism, but however, was out there to do my job. And I think that uh, women are definitely, the more we can just get the news out to them that trucking is an industry that will not only help them to get further in life with their family and all of that and present the package to them appropriately, regardless of what anybody else has to say. Okay, well, that's enough of that because I, what I wanted to focus on was the fact that she said getting more people of color would stop a lot of the aggression. She said getting more people out there that look like us. Well, yeah. Which those are black females. Uh, yeah, two black females. That's that's 
probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. How? I don't know at this point that you need anybody that just specifically looks like you. I, I think you just need people to do the job and do it well. I, I, I don't – and the thing is, like, we talked about this in episodes past – um, about pilots and how that they wanted to diversify mm-hmm. um, the industry, and we got to have more uh, more minority pilots, more female pilots, and stuff like that. I really don't care what color or what well, I, sex I, the pilot is. I really just want a good pilot. I, I don't either. But to to look, dude, um, I'll drop the pretenses to say that. So I'll let me say this another way. Um, I can't remember where it was in New Jersey. They they were saying that the the police department, this specific area, or it may have been the highway patrol, was racist because they were ticketing black people at a higher rate than white people. And then so they had to, of course, pay for a study, and the study found out that there's a disproportionate of black people, speed, black males, in fact, speeding. I, I've driven in an, um, suburban slash suburban areas for 20 years. And uh, that's not accurate to like to say that with a seventy six percent, the chart said seventy six percent of the drivers are white. Increasing the numbers of blacks would make it less aggressive. I I think I, like when she said that, I'm not mad. You think that part's inaccurate? What I'm saying is like, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, like that's all I'm saying. Like I was like I'm like oh. How dare, how dare you? You know this isn't true. You know that's not real. Stop that. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like, you know that's not true. The statistics are what the statistics are. Don't be mad at me. Don't call me names. But it's just not true. So, and which the thing is, though, oh, some of the, the racism, dude, Um, how, 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 like, road rage manifests itself doesn't, in my, my Lily White Bread opinion, doesn't, doesn't necessarily equate to an actual racism. Like, dude, this guy might be, like, trash your mother. What, whatever somebody can find that's going to piss you off, they're going to go to that thing. So I don't know that you can necessarily quantify that as outright racism where people just hate black people because they're black or whatever, minorities because they're minorities. However, I don't think that that's racism. I think when they're talking, like, listen, dude, if you can't handle some banter over a CB, maybe you shouldn't be driving 85,000 pounds down the freaking road. Because you've got a man's job, but that, that's my opinion. Like, stop. Basically, I think, and there's a reason they're doing this right now, in my opinion, with all the things that we're about to cover as far as, like, focusing, continue to focus on on the issues of race. Um, and I think it's because of the midterms. Like, this is, they, they think this has worked well for them. And this is... Yeah, they're going back to the tried. You got to go back to the well, to the old tried true formula. Yeah, but I, th- I think the everything majority is race. But th- and we've talked about they've it. They've jumped the, past. the shark, is yeah. what they've done. Well, they've also cheapened the term as yes. far as the word racism. Everything is racism. So that when somebody actually does experience true racism, it's like you've kind of watered down the term. And not to mention all of the times that we've seen uh, people like Jesse Smollett or whatever. With Smollier, according to Dave Chappelle. But he, uh, but you've seen all of these fake racism, mm-hmm. you know, so you really don't, and we've seen this, and I can't remember all of the, you know, all of the times that it's happened, but it's happened, I know it happened on the uh, Missouri campus, somebody put in the bathroom, put some swastikas or something, and they ended up 
uh, saying that it was it was a black person that had done that. That was fake. That, oh yeah, that that, so, that routinely happens with uh, homosexuals and with blacks doing the, the fake hate crimes. Yeah. So I'm when they say that you know you experience some racism over a CB or something. I'm sorry, but I'm just skeptical. Well, I, I not, just don't not, believe not, it. Not and, only am I skeptical, dude. Like, let, come on, man. Like, let, let's be adults here. Like, again, you're driving potentially eighty five thousand pounds down the interstate. I think you can handle a little banter. Like, and I'm not suggesting that that you know dropping racial slurs is is just merely banter. It's just it's it's not in good taste, sure. But does that mean that there's um, and that's the thing. You can't use a relegated individual circumstance as a judgment for all truckers, and that's what they're doing. She said all, you know, the majority of truckers are white Trump voters yeah, over the age over of 55. Yes. And, I like, in my, my personal life, I don't know. I, I know people that drive big trucks, they're all under 55. They they did vote for Trump, though. But uh, and but what difference does it make? Like, why... If they so, what if they voted for Trump? Like, uh, what what's the problem with that specifically? Because you don't align with them politically, which mainly because these people are are paid shills that are operating under the parameters of the the story we opened with that your network is telling you that it's because. And I would implore everybody, please go to, to Project Veritas, go to their website, donate to that whistleblower, and, and but and most importantly, watch the video. Please go to Project Veritas and watch the video of that guy. Um, because they, they go into more of, um, you know, the lack of objectivity for fairness. And so fairness is paramount and the truth is not. And so when the truth becomes second to anything in journalism, it's, it's no longer journalism. And that's what you're seeing here. This isn't journalism. This is, this is, I'm sorry, this is horse. Yeah. I, I need that close at hand at all times in the future. So, but that's what I think about that story. So what network was that on? That uh, the one we just watched was MSNBC. Okay, um, who's also in some hot water today? We'll get to that. Yeah, but you had also mentioned, you know, the story from last week the the racist overpasses, and so and that's one thing that I, and this happens every week. Like, in in the event that that any of us listens back to the show, like you know, we miss this point or miss that point. Um, so and that's the thing. Everybody's better. When they're not, and hopefully our listeners will understand, we're obviously new to this. We're definitely not professionals at this. This is not what we do for a day job at all. But um, and we're 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 working and, and growing and getting better, and so is our listenership. Um, but when we listen back, there's always things that that I, I remember. I wish I would have said, or man, I could have expounded on that. And one of the things that that I thought about about that overpass story, if if the left and Democrats weren't using this as a lever a leverage point for manipulation. And you want to talk about race, you would talk about the historical things in the Democrat Party that are like their full-fledged, rich, steep, bona fide history of fundamental racism for your party. Uh, the Klan, Lyndon B. Johnson, the things that he did and said, uh, Joe Biden would would be a great start. Lanternhood. So, for sure. And so when it, let's say that the story about the overpass's design was accurate, I don't believe that that's accurate at all. I think that's absolute straight silliness. But if that if that was an actual thing, the people that that were behind that would have been Democrats 
So if you want to talk about these things, you need to stop trying to pass the buck and, and point the finger elsewhere and act as if you're the benevolent per, the benevolent faction that's going to fix these problems. The the party that you're aligned with created the actual racism and and still are perpetuating it, obviously. And um, Winsome Sears, the that's the the black conservative woman that won the lieutenant governorship there in Virginia in that last election where Youngkin won. Um, and uh, she had a, a, a comment that I thought was pretty pretty phenomenal and she was on uh you know that fraud chris wallace um fox news sunday and uh anchor chris wallace asked uh, this is on breitbart what do you think virginia voters were saying on election day when they made you lieutenant governor sears said quote they're tired of the black against white and the asian against latino they're tired of it and they're tired of politicians who won't let the wounds of the past heal she continued, nobody is denying that we don't want to hear all the history. I certainly do not want the sins of the past to be repeated. We don't have to tear one person down to build another up. There is no, that is no way to be. That is not America. She added, everything that I've had, I had to work for. No one gave me anything. In case you haven't noticed, I am black, and I've been black all of my life. That is not what this is about. Sears concluded, sometimes what happens to you is it. Is it because you're a black or a woman? It is simply life. I mean, some days you're the pigeon, and some days you're the statue. <laughs> it's just <laughs> life. So, and I've, well I've, said. yeah, and I've never heard that phrase before. I but uh, and it's refreshing to hear that. But I think that that's important though too. That not letting these wounds of the past heal, and um, and that's exactly what when I call that a leverage point. That's what they do. Like they use this for their own political gain. And when the Democrats see themselves being cornered like they are for these midterms and in a fair election, like they know because they know what they did. And, and, and there's actually some things and I'm not going to cover it this week, but there was some insider video released from uh, Pennsylvania of some election officials on videotape with audio. Destroy, they, they had an impending audit. So they go in and were destroying data, um, shredding things and destroying uh electronic equipment so we may have more on that next week um and why would you be wanting to do that if if everything was honest and truthful then why would you want that why wouldn't you just want them to do the the audit legit and let the chips fall oh because because like i've said so many times on the show they didn't go to the links that they did to um to relinquish the steel and but they that but that was the thing i was getting at is their they're getting cornered, and so their only tactic is to just to, to scream racism. And in the past, it's worked. To, to, I, I think it's already stopped working. I think that's why they had to do what they did in 2020. But I think at this point, they've kind of painted them. They painted themselves into that corner with that tactic. They, because it's it's almost as if they locked onto that and they refused to appeal to a wider array of voters. So kind of the where they call Trump voters fringe Trump. And it was like the thing I read last week from the uh, editor from Breitbart statement. I think he was editor. I I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm sorry, but um, it's not fringe. It's very, it's very popular. And so don't make them let you feel fringe. They're appealing to the fringe. And I don't call them really even liberals anymore. They're further left than that. They're just leftists, Marxists, communists. That's, that's who they're really, I feel like they're appealing to, and then kind of the traditional Democrat voter that that just hates Trump because the the uh, mainstream media that likes to use the tactics that were described in that first article to coerce people they they still buy that, but they're they're painted into a corner. That's why they're doing this. 
And so next in the same vein is uh, it's on Fox News. I think this is the first time I've read anything off Fox News on here. Not a big fan. No, not a big fan. Yeah, like you said earlier, Chris Wallace, like that guy's on there, and that he's obviously a hack. Yeah, Brett Bear is a hack. Yeah, and they've got some hacks for sure. And uh, which one of my favorites would be Tucker Carlson? And I've disagreed Mm -hmm. with him uh, a number of times on on things uh, that he's kind of shot down the middle, and I guess I would be a little bit more to the right of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by and large, I, I like him pretty good. Yeah, um, I, 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 I still haven't went back and watched his uh, his piece on January 6th that the left was so upset about. They've tried to suppress, but Dad watched it and said it was really good. I need to uh, – which it was on alternate, alternative media, which the, the left was doing everything they could to get it yanked. I, I need to I need to watch that, and uh, then they can <laughs> me. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Yeah, CNN called racist and sexist for fair criticism of Kamala Harris – to, see, to hear someone on the left tell it, any criticism of the vice president is out of bounds. This is Howard Kurtz on Fox News. CNN has sparked an up, online uproar with a piece saying that the Biden White House is fed up with Kamala Harris and her, quote, entrenched dysfunction and lack of focus. The story which promoted, I'm sorry, promoted, the story which prompted top White House fish, officials to rush the vice president's defense has spawned attacks on the network as racist and sexist. But here's the thing. The piece is not only well reported, it gives Harris a side of the strained relationship relationship in the second paragraph quote many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared and positioned and instead being sidelined to hear some of the left tell it any criticism of the vice president is out of bounds because of the trailblazing nature of her election she wasn't elected and she was the first one out of the primaries best-selling author don winslow tweeted that the cnn story is quote racist and misogynistic and if you allow it to go unchecked you are failing her president biden and this country at a time when trump and republicans are trying to burn this country to the ground think about how how hyperbolic that is trying to burn the country to the ground so who was yeah this is rich who was it what presidential candidate at the time said that there needed to be more riots and was bailing out protesters that were burning they they were like those protesters weren't arrested for peacefully protesting. Yes. They were protesting, or rather they were arrested for being violent. And where were they arrested? In Democrat cities. Yeah. And and that was so com- the- that was Kamala Harris doing those things. Yes. And so you're you're gonna sit there and say you're failing her. And this is how disconnected the and just sick. And so when we I'm gonna keep doing it, I apologize I don't apologize, but just just reiterate what we opened with. This is the stuff you do. That complete lack of objectivity, and in the narrative, this is none of that is true. Come on, man. No, 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 Come no. On. That's not it. It is. You are fake news. There it is. <laughs> so, um, I mean, how duplicitous is that? You, the, Kamala Harris herself, helped bail out protesters and said that that we need more protest more violence in the streets is what she wanted yeah. we needed more of that and, and so for this guy to say that that's that's how sick this is now i think that's one of the reasons that the country does not like black lives matter polling the support for them has plummeted because people realize what it was and they don't like the violence and see this <clears throat> this kind of goes along with it and i talked about i like tucker carlson and he said something uh the other night that was it was pretty funny and it goes right along with what you're talking about because it talks about the the difference between lies and a liar versus someone that's a propagandist. And what this is, 
Like this, this is propaganda what they're doing. And the analogy that, that he told was somebody that's maybe had, uh, maybe had a few drinks. Somebody comes up and says, Hey, you've had, you know, you, you're drunk. Oh, uh, you know, you've had seven or eight beers. No, I'm not drunk. I've only had two. So that's a lie. So the propagandist, somebody like this, that's completely turned the tables would be, they would be the person that said, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact, you're drunk and your drunkenness makes me sick. Like, yes. I hate that you're such a, you know, you're, you're such a drunk, like it's embarrassing. And that's what they're doing right yes. now. It's, it's because no Trump and, and, and all of his fringe voters and all of the angry white folks and stuff are, are they're trying to burn the country down. And anybody that has any kind of semblance of a brain that, that has any kind of memory at all can remember to last summer Yes, with all of the riots all over. The, the mostly this, peaceful protests with burning cars in the background. Then to circle, do a Jen Psaki circle back and say that it's, it's the Trump voters. You know, it's Trump and all of his crew that are trying to yeah. to, to set the world on fire. And, and that was one of the, the key components of his campaign in 2020 was the law and order. And then Joe Biden tried to flip that around and say that they were the party and he was the candidate of law and order when your VP pick, who was just horrendous, which. Um, but to continue in the article before I get too far off on a tangent. And if CNN is being racist and sexist, what about Politico saying Harris's problem I'm sorry, Harris's problems mean she's not scaring anyone or any prospective opponents for the nomination if President Biden doesn't run again. Isn't that another way of saying, as CNN does, that top Democrats are asking each other why the White House has allowed her to become so hobbled in the public consciousness? By any conceivable standard, Harris has had a rough year. She's at 28% approval in the new USA Today poll, 10 points lower than her boss. She's been handed such thankless, thankless assignments as the border crisis, and has had her politically clumsy moments. The White House either didn't use her or tout her for lobbying former colleagues on the infrastructure bill. So I just want to go back here. She's been handed such thankless tasks assignments, which, okay, she was handed those assignments. You, you're elected to the, to the second highest office in our country. Um, did I just say elected? Yeah, you did. That, Sue me. Um, <laughs> you stole the second highest office yes, in the yeah. United States. and Which was my point is because you're wholly unqualified to hold that. That's why you were the first. The, the voters primary, like you were the first one out of the primaries. The voters did not like you because they know you're wholly unqualified. But, of course, that 28% approval rating, we all know what it is because we're racist and misogynistic. We hate her because she broke the glass ceiling. But everybody forgets what you idiots did to Sarah Palin and Candace Owens and anybody. So that's the thing. Like, to pretend you're the champion of, of women, but in Loudoun County, you don't champion the female that got raped. You you champion the tranny that raped her. That's how that's how backwards we've become, and this is no different. Everything is It's kind of like what you said. Like, it's pure propaganda, but it's it's uh, it's so it's, – it's, it's lunacy. Um. And so she, like, she did have a rough week, but there's rumblings, legitimate uh, discussions that they're going to pull her out of office. I've heard that same and look thing. And finding what the congressional methodology is behind getting her out of office. So, and I've kind of thought that for a while now. Um, and well, not, I think what you were talking about her being first out of the primaries, you can't just, you can't just have like one contributing factor in her being wholly unqualified. She's wholly unlikely or un unlikable. She's terrible. 
I, she's so she has such a disingenuous personality to me, and so fake, and and just hollow of a of a personality that I don't even know that you can contribute to her being, her being, I mean. That that's that's inaccurate because this is laden with a lot of propaganda and just this one little piece. Top White House officials rushed to defend her from CNN when Jen Psaki tweeted late Sunday night that she's a quote vital partner to Biden and a quote bold leader. Ron Klain praised her recent trip to Paris, calling her a great leader who also happens to be funny and kind. Nobody, nobody, even the most partisan hack, would never describe her as a any of those things, a vital partner, a bold leader, and most definitely not funny and kind. You're very disingenuous. You cackle. You always have that, that, um, like a sardonic expression. Like you're all like, I was watching an interview with her earlier. It's just like that half smile. Like you, you don't even, to me, in my opinion is it's evident by your demeanor that you don't believe the things you're saying. But I think, Unlike a lot of the other Democrats, Barack Obama would be a great example. Barack Obama was he knew the things he was he was saying were BS, but he was able to sell them as if he believed them and they were authentic. He knew what he was doing, and he was a good salesman for their their target audience. She's not. You you can't pass off that you believe what you're saying. That this is just my opinion. That's the way I see it, and people may not recognize that it is my description, but I think. He, Human instinct, people's perception is probably, that's a rough estimation of what people's perception is. They know something's off. Dude, you're, you're selling BS and, and nobody's buying. You, you can't, you're like a terrible used car salesman, basically, if any of this makes sense. But their excuse is it's racism. But Winsome Sears just won. I mean, uh, but, Barack but he, Obama won twice. Well, so, um, I, I mean, to, to me, it seems like, that glass ceiling was broke back in 2008. And I, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like we're in a post-racist society. If you look at the world over, not just just us here in the United States, but if you look at the world, there's a reason people, there's a reason, say, there's a clip of Usain Bolt. That guy's from Jamaica, I believe. Is that correct? So, yes. But there's a clip of him when he's in. I, mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when he when he's in the Olympics and someone's interviewing. I believe it's an American journalist interviewing this mm-hmm. guy, and in the middle of the interview, the Star Spangled Banner starts playing, and he stops the interview. He turns around and 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 recognizes our flag and pays respect to it. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a reason that people the world over look at our flag in reverence and respect. And, and it's not because this is a racist society. It's because of just the opposite. It's the reason people want to be here. It's the people, it's the reason people want to migrate to this place. This is a great place. There is no, like, the, the glass ceilings have been busted long, like, they burst long ago. And so, yeah, I just think that claim is, it's wholly false. I, I mean, but, but like I've always said, the, they're not, they're not saying those things because they think they're true, they're saying that is a leverage point for manipulation. Uh, like I said earlier, they're doing that so that I'll keep saying it is communism. So they have to tear down the things that you just just described to implement the things that they want to do, which are all negative, especially in context of what we were, what we are supposed to be, and what we're trying to remain in in our country. But but one of the things I suspect with the way they're treating her 
And because think about this for a minute, uh, everybody's favorite guy, Pete, and I said back then that I don't know why they didn't do more to make him the presidential pick for the Democrat Party in 2020. And it's not because he's good, but it's because by their standard, he was better than everybody else by the Democrat standard. Yeah, he checks opinion. the most boxes. But I think they were also afraid at that time. See, they talk about sexism and homophobia and all these things, but I don't think they ran him because they were afraid he would lose because he has a, a, a quote-unquote husband. He has he lives with another man that he refers to as his husband, and so they were. I think that that's why they didn't do it, and because they know there's an issue with it, but then they want to blame the yeah. the the rest of the population. Because they know that that's a bridge too far for even their voters, right? And and it's not that they they actually think people are or these negative things that they label them as. They they know themselves it's it's distasteful, but I think they're. Think about it. He's a transportation secretary. You're not going to go back in history and see a transportation secretary with a camera in his face near as much as this guy. And there's a reason for that. He'll be he'll be the nominee for the Democrat Party in 2024. Something's going to happen. Again, there's discussions of pulling her out. Joe Biden's not going to make it. And which look, it doesn't matter to me either way. I'd like to to see him get pulled out and, and her take. I would love to see. Kamala Harris take the reins. It would be beautiful. 28% approval rating, and that's with a, a poll that's friendly to Democrats. It's lower than that. It's 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 in it's it's way lower. It's it's lower than that. And look, dude, I, I don't specialize in polling or anything like that or, or or politics or anything. Common man's common sense. It's lower than that. Like I'm not dude, you'd have to be an idiot to be, you know what I'm saying? You'd have to be an idiot. Yeah. So um I, I guarantee you this. You won't find 28% of the people that you know that are going to say anything favorable about that woman because it's not 28% of people don't don't have an appro- a, a positive outlook on this woman. Like I was saying earlier, the Democrats have painted themselves into a corner. They've got to do something. It, it, because, look, can they cheat? Oh, yeah. Can they cheat that much? No way. And so one of the things that I think that's happening, I probably mentioned it a few weeks ago, is that with these numbers, like – this is all mathematic. Mathematics proves that the election was stolen. Mathematics also says you can't do that same stunt with poll numbers this freaking low. And so to, to give a little bit of credence to the things that, that I was talking about, the local quote-unquote conservative uh, radio station talking about with oh, Trump running in 2024, um, it's bad. He doesn't need to say anything until after the midterms because they're, they're worried what the public perception will be. It's not, none of that's going to matter. These people are burying it so far in the dirt already. And, and, and they're trying to put lipstick on a pig with what's going on economically, but we'll, we'll get to that. And I don't want to keep harping on this, but I just, that was part of the, the whole um, kind of theme that I wanted to go with this evening, as far as race and stuff like that, Kamala Harris. So that, that, that's the, the, um, summation of it Kamala Harris is unliked because everybody's racist who would have thought <laughs> so for the people that can't see I'm waving my hand, arms around I got up ran around the table and uh I didn't run around the table there's no yeah. room in here this is just a small metal shed it's 10 by 10 <laughs> it's like a prison cell and if you believe that you haven't went to our website idiot <laughs> no I'm talking I'm calling Rex the idiot not the listeners I would never do that so since our theme for tonight has been uh, purely racism. Uh, we can go to our brand new racist, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, because that's what everybody's trying to brand him as. Is it's you know he's a racist and all that, which it, it and it makes no difference that 
everyone that he shot was white. Um, he still and was, and and uh, one third of them was a, a bona fide pedophile. Rapist. Yeah, <laughs> one third of the people that he shot yeah. was, was he a child a, rapist. A pedophile or no, he, he was a child rapist. Well, we haven't got the map yet, so See, the executive map? producer has joined us. He is home early from birthday party. Yeah, um, and we he, it was like uh, the three little bears. Somebody's in my chair, and they're still there. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. Anyway, uh, well anyway. So during the uh, during the Rittenhouse trial, they they're still yet to come to a conclusion uh, whether this self defense or it's murder. So the jury's still out. So I guess this would have been last night. Uh, someone was accused of, and I believe arrested for uh, following one of the jurors and questioning them, mm -hmm. and they said that they they were either someone from N MSNBC or someone that was paid by uh, a person yeah, from they're, MSNBC. Yeah, they're trying to say a contractor, but the, the, the minute slash second, rather, you believe anything they say is yeah. the, the minute you're falling for their BS. So, and this is the judge's response because uh, obviously they're not supposed to be talking to anyone. I mean, anybody that's ever been picked for, you know, just jury duty or whatever, like it's, it's not one of those things that you're supposed to be talking about. Uh, to anyone, really. They don't even want the jurors talking to each other about it other than things pertaining to the case. So here's the uh, the judge calling out MSNBC. Last evening, um, a person who identified himself as James Jim Morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed uh, for N MSNBC, um, and under the supervision of a person, what's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, under the supervision of someone named Irene Bayon in New York uh, for MSNBC, uh, the police, when they stopped him because he was following in a distance of about a, a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information and stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. Uh, the matter is uh, under further investigation at this point um, and the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, and he was ticketed for uh, uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today from what I'm told. And um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Good, good for him. And which some of the reports that I heard today, and, you know, you kind of have to sift through initial information like that and kind of be skeptical, but they were saying it was a cameraman and that he had a camera with him, but didn't intend to use it, but was following the, cause I guess the, 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 uh, bus that, that the jury is riding in, the windows are covered like they did at the TCF center in Detroit when they wanted to hide something. <laughs> and that just shows you, man, how the media has supercharged this for what they, so they give, their viewers a preconceived notion of what this is supposed to be, not impartiality of a jury and the jury's decision. So they tried to, in multiple ways, tried to intimidate them 
which is a complete and total abortion of the way the justice justice system is designed. It's uh, because you've got jurors at this point that have openly cited that they were scared to come to the conclusion and free Rittenhouse because they were scared they were going to be doxxed or ousted, which was the same thing in the Derek Chauvin trial as well. Yes, and um, what which I something I think is noteworthy right now, and the the uh, Ahmed Aubrey case is is going is in trial right now for the the guys that um that shot him. There, well, there was one individual that shot him. Uh, father and son had the interaction, I think, and then there was the cameraman behind, or however it was. It's been a while since I've looked at that story, um, which there was video footage of that. But the, they're most likely, under those circumstances, going to find those guys. Uh, I don't know what the exact – if they'll get them for murder or, or um, manslaughter or however, because in my the video footage that I initially saw, Ahmed Arbery – did not evade. He he attempted to grab the father's, I believe it was a shotgun, and then he he shot him with it, um, which they were following him. It's up for a jury to decide. It's pretty clear cut what's going to happen there. And so the media, for whatever reason, isn't fixing fixating on that when that was actually a black victim and then a white assailant, if you will. Just I'm not. We'll, we'll, the jury will decide what that is. But it was it was uh, black versus white, and this is not. This was a young white teenager versus um, two bona fide convicts, and then the other guy and and one uh, full fledged child rapist. I don't know why they're trying. To, well, I mean, I do know why they're trying to infuse race into this, and they're trying to muddy the waters. But they have to keep this disarray going. For and I, I'm not sure how they think that that disarray necessarily benefits them because, like I said, they they refuse to appeal to a wider array of voters, a wider demographic. And I think that's probably because they're being driven by communist forces that sometimes even the the propagandists don't even understand because it's, they've masqueraded as what was it what we what we refer to that as the critical the the race, whatever it was in the in the initial article, which is another semblance of the things that you hear that they're teaching in schools. And so, the people think that it's benevolent and they think that it's in goodwill and good faith and it's not. So they don't even know that they're a useful pawn in that game. It's just, it's just disgusting. But that, and as far as Kyle Rittenhouse goes, there's a lot of leftists that, that I, maybe, maybe they don't know about the people that were shot and what their histories were. They don't care. I don't, I don't know. But uh, this was a, a headline on Breitbart that I thought was pretty rich. I don't know what Gasland is. Oh, actually, I do. It's the uh, that documentary about fracking. So Gasland director Josh Fox, triggered by Kyle Rittenhouse's face, says, teen murdered my brothers. And so this was his tweet. I need all you to start posting. <laughs> what a, what a. I need you all to start posting warnings on any post with Kyle Rittenhouse's face on it. The man murdered my brothers. I don't want to see his face. Stop, stop posting his face. And then he put, remember this, hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. And just like all the other murderous MFers who founded this country, he killed innocents. He claimed to be fighting for America. So both those are not true. He was, But what he was really doing was terrorism. America is on trial with him, hashtag guilty. America's on trial. Dude, if that's not communism, I don't. No, what would be? Well, if that's, uh, not, if that's not a communist propagandist, yeah. I don't know what will be. 
What was that? Let, read that last sentence one more time. From the second tweet, America is on trial with him. Yeah, but he said something about terrorism before that. But he, what he was really doing was terrorism. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I felt terrorized. But you, you don't think that that whole thing that was going on in Kenosha was terrorism to begin with? Of course not. That was his brother's. He said so. You don't He's think a, that lighting buildings on fire, you know, smashing car windows, just, I mean, No, cars no, that, or, that is a, a justifiable offense that's given. That's expression. Yes, it's, and it's justified because although the feds and the, the local, whoever had local jurisdiction over the Jacob Blake shooting, yeah. both found that it was a justified shooting, the, the news ginned people up, created this whole scenario, and then the government, the local governance allowed this to take place. I mean, it was really, a, in my opinion, it's somewhat of a bait and switch. They want to make an example, and this is, I'm borrowing heavily from Tucker Carlson on this specific line of thinking, um, that they're using him in such a way that, and I've thought this would happen a lot sooner, but to give people reservation about defending themselves. If we send our shock troops to your town to burn it down, you stand by and let it happen or else this will be you. And they would make an example out of anybody that did anything like that. Uh, that wasn't so, terrorism. I mean, if that, if that was terrorism, then they would be detained, tried in a court of law, just like the people were in Washington in January 6th just like Rittenhouse is being done, and they label them as terrorists. Instead, you, they get honored. you don't think that the Chaz Chop Zone was terrorist? <laughs> you don't think that Portland was terrorist? You don't think that Seattle was terrorist? You don't think that Kenosha or Chicago or Atlanta or any other any other place that any of this rioting all went on last summer or the idiot from Seattle, their mayor or whatever, that was going to be the summer of love? Like, you don't think – none of you clowns think – that the, any of that stuff that was going on was was terrorism. Well, I know. But you think that this kid, which mm -hmm. of course, this like a, a, what was he seventeen when this went on? Yes. That, I mean, this guy was filling the void that the police weren't because because the police weren't there. All the police had been told to to stand down. The the governor from Wisconsin had turned away support that Trump had offered for sending down the National Guard and taking care of all of this, and he says, no, we don't need it. And you basically tell your cops to stand by, let this stuff happen, and maybe try to somewhat contain it. So this guy's filling a void that the cops should have, have done. They should have been there. And you don't, uh, I will concede that that uh, that was not Kyle Rittenhouse's job. No, but, but don't misconstrue what I'm saying. He had as much right as any of the other jerk offs that were there to do damage. I, I one of the things I was going to say a minute ago, like the the largest city, the the big city in close proximity to closest proximity to us. You know, they tried burning the courthouse there, and do they tried burning stores that had people in them? Um, and you don't hear anything about. Even on local news, you heard a few things, but all those people, I want to say the legal process for all that is, is long since expired and been over with, not like the January 6th prisoners or anything like that. And like they, they will make an example out of people that, that they're, th and look at Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice. I mean, we could go, there was just new developments from this week where it was proven that the memos were leaked um, and exposed from where he lied 
in congressional testimony that they were using every apparatus, device, and capability of the FBI to target these parents. They, they were using counterterrorism tools, tactics, and measures to target parents, parents at these complaining about indoctrination at these school board meetings. So, yeah, the, these are these are dangerous people. If they can do it to Kyle Rittenhouse, they can damn sure do it to anybody. And look at that. You've got somebody from one of these big propaganda, quote-unquote, news networks following the – trying to intimidate the jurors. It's, yeah. I mean, th- this is – There's the, no sign of stuff like this ending anytime soon without, no. without the citizens' intervention. This is the entire reason that Trump's fake news took off. Like, because – you people are such fake news, and you try to like you try to sway public opinion and form it and shape it in in the way that you want it to be or the way that you want people to think. And the thing is, even to the point in this Rittenhouse case, you're following jurors around and and threatening to dox jurors, and these people are scared for for themselves, for their families, for their jobs, things like that. And the thing is, like the statue that we've all seen, the Lady Justice holding the scales out, she's blindfolded because justice is supposed to be blind. It doesn't see color. Like, it it doesn't see your race. It doesn't see your political affiliation. It doesn't see any of that stuff, and it doesn't acknowledge it because justice is supposed to be blind, and you let the scales tip whichever whichever way that that they should based on the evidence proposed in whatever case that, that comes up. But you people can't let that happen. You're trying to skew justice in any way, shape, form, or fashion, any way possible. And, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's the reason that nobody trusts you. It's the reason that fake news is a term. It, it's the reason that Trump won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just for time constraints, um, I, I see this uh, woman's face on the uh, screen up here. Yeah, so. speaking of... Uh, it's quite scary. Speaking of journalistic propagandist... Um, Joy Reid, which is another absolute hack that's on MSNBC. Oh, she's joyous. She's full of joy. So she's a clown, and like you, you can add any. Number. I don't. I, I don't think that, that that would necessarily label her a clown. Like that. That woman is is an absolute lunatic. She. This is a. She's insane. Yeah, you can fill in the blank with whatever. Yeah term that you want I think to. I think she's, she's a, she's a, a cl- clinically insane psychopath. But at the end of this, you can also add to that. Um, racist, like she's an absolute blatant racist. So, after after you hear this, if and this is one of those videos that you can take, and anytime she says white, you think in your mind, fill in the blank with black or any other color or ethnicity or whatever. You you do that, and you tell me if this is if this would be considered racist if the tables were turned. One thing that I was thinking today that you just made me made me think of if. If, and you you tell me both of you guys, if Kyle Rittenhouse was a black seventeen year old, if if every all things were equal, but his skin was black, would would your view be any different? I already know the answer. Would your view be any different? No, and Ab- that's being objective. Absolutely, that's true not, objectivity. Dude. We would have support for the dude if his skin was black and all the circumstances were the same. Everybody would support that guy. No matter what color he was, that's a, that's a stone cold fact. But we'll uh, we'll we'll roll with your Joy Reid video here. It's Kyle Rittenhouse trial. It reminded a lot of people of something. Something I just can't remember what it was. Oh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, in which Brett Kavanaugh, who had been accused by a high school friend of committing sexual abuse of her, cried his way through the hearings to make him a permanent member 
and Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. And his tears turned out to be more powerful than the tears of Christine Blasey Ford, which were the tears of an alleged victim. But in America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears. Really white tears in general, because that's what Karens are, right? They Karen out, and then as soon as they get caught, it's like, <laughs> green waterworks. White men can get away with that too. And it has the same effect, even as the right tries to politicize the idea that masculinity is being robbed from American men by multiculturalism and wokeism. They still want to be able to have their tears. Wow, I got a bunch of different things I can say yeah. on that. So, which one? That was a TikTok video that she made, and so, and I don't know how old she is. She's entirely too old to be on TikTok. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't think this is working properly. Am I number one? I just like the click. I'm just gonna keep doing the click because that's what she did, and it made me very angry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, so, uh, but it, well, what I was getting at is like if if you're over the age of 19, you're entirely too old to be on TikTok. I, but it, that, well, well I will say Chinese if she's flat. if she's going to act immature enough to be on TikTok, she's immature enough to get some braces. Damn, your teeth are crooked. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, seriously, like, how much money do you make? You can't get some freaking braces, dip, uh, dip. Yeah, or Invisalign. I mean, there's that would a, work too. Yeah, there's options out there now. Yeah, and that's so, not racist. I'm sure you're, you're well compensated by the freaking Chinese news network. So yes, yeah, I interrupted. I, mean, I apologize. No, just get some Invisalign, dude. I mean, it's 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 all good. So. Anywho, yeah, you so if you did if if you did in your mind what I was suggesting, if you try, you know, it's all about white tears or white male tears and they're stronger than white female tears and like which and she completely glosses over the the Brett Kavanaugh and the Christina uh, Blasey Ford that she her story and I watched those trials, I believe yes. you did too. Yes. And and which that was that was a complete joke. That lady changed her stories more times. She had no idea. You, it was, it was, it was completely blatant, like that she was coached into saying a story, and she did not even remember her own story very well. So she couldn't even, she couldn't even prove that she knew Brett Kavanaugh back in when when this allegedly happened. And, and which also, it, as, as a side note, if they can't target you with, with specifics and legitimacy. They, they will do character assassination with absolute lies, and, and they proved that just with that stunt there. And to me, I you know, call me whatever you want, dude. I, I felt that that was pretty unnerving, and I would go as far as to say it was scary the way they did that. That, 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 that woman was creepy to me. Like, to be that disconnected and able to do that, that's scary. Like, you, you just like this woman, you're, you're a nut bar. You're clinically – look – I don't have to have a degree in psychology or anything to, to be able to sit, look at you and ascertain that you're, you're insane. Like we have mechanisms and, you know, instinctual things that that person's crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from like the, the same one we talked about before that said <laughs> Donald Trump raped her in the department store. Like I rape her sexy. Like <laughs> what? Well, I, I did want to try something though for effect. Uh, and maybe you guys don't want to do this. Maybe you'll have to edit it out. If you could give me a, <laughs> and then you could go ding, dong. But but wait, can like the Christmas, Christmas, like the can, Christmas, just song? the music that was playing just now, like yeah. the, the scary, like. So I just need a. I don't know if I can do that. Oh, you can do it. Okay, well, t- t- tell a story. Can, can, can you can you can you use your best voice to count to five? One, 
two, three, four, five. Now that wasn't very scary. Now on oh, my you want scary on voice? My, no 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 I want the exact same voice. Now when I give you when I whenever I put my finger up, count to five again. Not yet. One, two, three, four, five. That was scary. I scared myself. Yeah, it's like that real ominous yeah. music can, in the can background. We, can, listen, Bimbo, can we can the stupid music? <laughs> because everything you're stupid, you're saying is stupid. And then, like, I can't do the tongue click. This so well, but, and because that was that center yeah. crooked tooth that was sticking way out, I think she was able to leverage her tongue off that crooked tooth. Is that make, what causes it? I think so. It's just because that one tooth is gimped up so bad. Well, did you see it? Like, it was like a scoop on oh, a bulldozer. Yeah it, was, like, yeah, it was staring at me. No, it was like a scoop on a backhoe. You know, like the backhoe has the big teeth on it. Mm -hmm. You know, because you obviously operate heavy equipment. It I've looked never like, seen one. It looked like the tooth on a backhoe, like <laughs> sticking out of the center of your bottom, the bottom lip. Like, so she was able to click off of it. Like I it got stuck on a piece of bedrock. <laughs> you know, I would and, say. And it was broken off and you had to re-weld it or something. Yeah. broke loose, yeah. yeah. I would say that it was stuck out so far that she could leverage that into a pretty easy backflip with her whole body, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, though, too, about the, the tears, like to to the idea, and, and this is my, per my, my truth and my personal experience, your truth, my personal experience the people that, that use tears for manipulation when they're caught at, at work are black women in my personal experience. I've seen them use waterworks to manipulate many, many times more so than any other people I've worked with. Um, if that, if just an observation, like it's not, that doesn't seem to be part and parcel. I don't know that I've ever seen a white man turn on tears for any benefit in trouble at work or anything like that. I, he usually no. has his nails painted if he does, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Pete, Pete, yeah. <laughs> now he's like uh, unintelligible, like Japanese last name. Pete. <laughs> but I mean, which and being white male means that you're at the bottom. You're at the absolute bottom of the totem pole when it comes to you know that kind of stuff. Anyway, so you're not going to be able, like your your tears are going to mean nothing, and you're not going to be able to claim any kind of discrimination as far as. You know, well, you're being racist because nobody's going to hear that noise. So if you have an argument, if you get called on the carpet, you're not going to be able to use waterworks. You're going to have to have a legitimate argument. You're going to have to be an adult and use your words. Which is what we should be doing anyway and, yes. and, and um, not allowing basically victimization like what they're describing. Well, turning everything into an emotional issue. Sure, but... My well, that's what I'm saying. Like she, she completely glossed over the facts as they were as as they were displayed in the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Like you completely gloss over the facts with your ominous music and 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 you know your 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 focus on on tears and and the color of the tears, which I've never I've never cried a white tear, so I don't know what that's like. So, but you completely gloss over the facts and you turn it into an emotional issue or a race issue. Like it's it's not. It's just. It's it's either a fa it's not your truth just like you said it's not your truth it's the truth yeah it's it's not an emotional issue it's just a fact it's either a fact or it isn't well not only that but the the um, inherent level of snark that that was kind of shrouded over the whole thing that would make somebody um, focus on those like and that's yeah. a big thing with the left snark equates to truth especially with the younger generation if it sounds cutting scathing witty. And like the the left has a hard time being witty anymore, um, because they're so 
f- debased from reality. Yeah. No, their form of witty is dancing around on Stephen Colbert's show in needle yeah, costumes. That's, like, that's just, just not funny. And it's, well, it's so brazen and it's so played out, so obvious. And the term that I routinely use, it's they've just completely and totally jumped the shark. It, it, it's sick. But that that woman there, man. like, And I, so I think that it's like the tongue clicking and stuff like that. And, and, and the tongue clicking and the snark, they know that that gets under, like she's doing that purposely to get under people's skin. And I, what I was trying to say a minute ago is that you can't give the, you can't ignore this. You you can't allow them to dictate what the narrative's going to be. You have to stand up and speak out against it. And I, that's like I've said in the past, one of the key elements of our show, one of the things I've heard so many times is that, well, I didn't know, I didn't even know about this news. I heard it on your show. And because so many people are, are that, that initially listen to the show that I know are in the automotive industry. And so I still hear from those, the early listeners and I have personal dialogue with a lot of the early listeners and um, when they share it with someone else. And so I get these, these stories. So I kind of feel like our, our job is to, to educate those people on what the, the, the tactics to, to defend yourself verbally would be against stuff like this don't don't allow them don't allow them to dictate that and and say that you're these things that you know you're not like you have to stand up against it and because this woman has that platform and is grow which again well that's the thing too you have to remember that the burden of proof is on the accuser yeah so always if, yeah if you're accusing somebody of something then you yeah. i mean you're gonna have to prove it and, it, and it's so and most just, of the things we've talked about tonight if if you ever generalize as a, as a white person, if you, if you ever generalize any other racial demographic in the way that they do, and she just did that, they, they would eviscerate you. You, you would be, te- you'd be a terrible person, but it's okay because whites are the oppressor. And, and I, and I, I can assure you, nobody I know wants this, uh, like a divided country. Everybody I know wants a United States of America and, and nothing, nothing more. And, and definitely nothing less. But since we were talking about Joyless Reed and her stupid snark and fake news and propaganda, um, we got to... Everybody knows that inflation is... like That's indisputable. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. Everybody knows that this is true. Nobody likes it. I can't believe that idiot Democrat voters are still making excuses for this complete... Which I, I've said in the past that I didn't, I, I didn't know if it was incompetence or ineptitude. It's pretty clear, t- in my opinion, by now that this is by design. So uh, this is uh, Pocahontas is on Joyless Reed's show this week. So let's have a listen to what she had to say. Because I, everybody knows she's the stalwart of economic policy prowess and intelligence. Um, headlines at the time called it ugly, dismal, disappointing. It turns out it was 312,000 jobs when they revised it. So, so the economy isn't bad. It's just that people are mad because everything is late and things cost a little bit more. What do you make of, of all of this? So I look at it this way. There are a lot of strong signs in this economy, uh, and particularly coming out of the pandemic, a lot of good economic indicators. But I always try to look at what's happening to families all across this country. And keep in mind the big expenses here, Joy. Um, Childcare. From the time I was trying to get childcare to today, childcare expenses have gone up nearly a thousand percent for parents. Yeah, that's, that, that'll mind, be enough of that. Yeah. And so, obviously, 
oh, it's not as bad, you know, the, you know, these, these have gone up, at, but we have, and what, what Pocahontas is going to go on to say, we have to sign the Build Back Better plan, and that's going to lower the cost of all this while it increases inflation, and we print more money. I don't know how that works, but like I said, she's a wizard economically. <laughs> you know, that yeah, she, she sure like, I don't know it. why, I don't know where her wizard hat's on, and, and, and this one, or rather where it is in this clip, but... So our economy's not bad. It's just that things are more expensive and they take longer to get. That that was the initial statement that Joyless Reed said. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, that was only thirty four seconds, man. It seemed like it a, seemed, that seemed like, like five minutes yeah. of their like. So yeah, look, like an hour. Let me let me let me. We'll we'll do Joy Joyless Reed one more time. Hang on. Disappointing. It turns out it was 312,000 jobs when they revised it. And the, so, what, what she's reading from was from the Washington Post. The revisions have recast the narrative of a summer show, slowdown when it was reported the economy added just 194,000 jobs in September's headline called it called it ugly, dismal, and disappointing. A month later, a revision showed the economy had actually added 312 jobs in September. I doubt that. And that's what they're talking about. The economy isn't bad it's just that people are mad because everything is late and things cost a little bit more what do you make of a little a little bit more a little bit more and so we we got so um, you've got gas what is it up i mean it's at least 50 percent. yes i mean somewhere in the neighborhood that's not a little bit more i mean that's and and i've made the analogy before like you know people get we shop at kroger so you get kroger points whatever so yeah i've got a, a dollar off and it's still more than what trump had it at so it's not a little more. That's a significant amount more. Sure, and it is for blue collar people, for working class people. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. So uh, that's fine. You you can be blue collar. You can be working class, and you cannot even politically support Elizabeth Warren. But did you not feel comfort comforted when she said, "You know, I'm I'm worried about what's going on with families." And she seems like somebody that would be really in touch with families. Course. Like she seems like somebody that I mean, does that? Well, I, I think like the way that she really li- relatable, the way she lied about her, um, you know, ancestry, yes. and made up fake stories. About, oh, that was a lie. You mean she's not Indian? <laughs> I, oh. I'm trying to be sarcastic and, and say something witty and funny, but. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, like that woman yeah. tried to lie and say she was, and everybody that's listening to this, I'm sure most people know this, but um, it, it's just, it's yeah. so uh, patronizing is- the way, yeah, I care about the families, and that's why we need to pass the Build Back Better plan. Never mind the fact that, now she she ran in the primaries this go-around. Yes. And she trashed Biden quite a few times on his record, but now you want us to sign his, yeah. is key piece of legislation. No. This, this I don't is, believe that they've created that many jobs either. I I, I mean, it, well, which anything, I mean, it's it's like the old saying, you know, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see, and I believe absolutely none of what either one of them just said. Well, like, I, I just want to know what some of those strong uh, performance indicators were for the economy. What what were the strong in, the, the indications of a good economy that, that you're talking about? Because you you're always short on specifics and it's just, you know, to pass the, to, you got to see to rather to see what's in the bill. We got to pass the bill. Oh yeah. Well, this, uh, this, this piece of legislation all put together by long-term career bureaucrats is going to fix this problem. No, not. So we're, we're going to abandon the policies of the, the true maverick, the businessman that were working 
quite well by all standards. Yeah, I mean, we're we, gonna abandon all that and come up with a new plan. Like we've we've been in in governance all these years, and uh, now we're gonna get it right. We're gonna get it right this time. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have we didn't have container ships sitting off the shore in California. We didn't have empty shelves. We didn't have to wait on things, and, and we didn't have slightly higher prices. The, the, like, the, we didn't have any of those things. We didn't have work. We didn't have labor shortages like we do now. That's why I say that I, I disagree with what she said about creating three hundred and some odd thousand jobs. No, I don't look, agree with that. I either. mean, I think anybody, if you're being objective and you look around wherever it is that you live. It's kind of unprecedented the way things are now. I've seen people that they they don't have enough people to work. Like they every everywhere has a you know a hiring sign, and and they've altered business hours on on lots of places that I've seen mm-hmm. to compensate for having a lack of of laborers. Yeah, lobbies are closed. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I really don't think that you've created. I don't think you've created any jobs. I think you've trashed a ton of jobs with all of your COVID restriction, your your COVID overreach, and uh, which I, I did just see today that OSHA, uh, I guess, uh, what was it? They're backing off the enforcement. Yes, they are. Um, because I think, I believe every state um, at some level has appealed in court uh, about these these. COVID restrictions. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a bit of good news. That was that was glad to glad to hear that. Well, I've got some good news that's going to bolster their good news and your good news. And this comes from our most favorite press secretary, the so fetching press fetching. secretary, uh, Miss Wig herself, Jinsaki. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, I would just note that this is not, you know, sometimes it's, I'm not saying you're doing this, but sometimes people compare this to the Recovery Act of 2009. It is not that. We are not in the middle of uh, an economic, a historic economic crisis right now. This is an opportunity. So. Uh huh. Okay. We're not? Yes. Then what does one look like? Bye bye. Because I saw one in 2008 with the collapse of the housing market and it didn't look like this. Wait, what? No, she did. We are not in the middle of a historic economic crisis right now. We, (laughs) what she didn't say is that's because we are in the middle of a cataclysmic (laughs) crisis right now. Yeah, you know, she's basically saying that uh, the the sky's not blue. So, hey, that's fine, man. Like, and that's the the beauty of this is the 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 math will flesh it out. Reality will flesh all this out. Keep lying. Keep doing what you're doing. Your poll numbers are tanking. And dude, I would even wager to say I would love to see what a public opinion poll of her favorability would be because I know it would be extremely low. She's yeah. just, and it's not because you're a woman because everybody loved uh, Kaylee McEnany. Uh, she was great. It, well, except for leftists. Because she did a really, really good job. Yeah, she and, was a and, rock star at that and, position. And so it's not because you're a woman. It's not because you have a red wig. It's none of the above. It's because you're not a, because you're a ginger. Yeah, it's, it's not because be, you're freckly. Yeah, it's because you're a stupid commie. And <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else with that hard C. I thought it. <laughs> I thought it was gonna uh, be. Uh, yeah. No, we don't. We don't use that word except for in very, very. I don't ever use it. Well, we talked about that last week, actually. That's, that's crazy that that came up two weeks in a row. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. 
Come on. What is next? So speaking with or kind of following along the same lines as as getting sold a bill of false goods. Um, here's a clip of Jordan Peterson. Uh, he was being interviewed, and so this guy, if you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, like the guy's one of the actual like true intellectuals, like the very smart guy. Is he on? Is he on our level? Jordan Peterson. Yeah, oh, he's close. <laughs> He's getting there. I mean, if he would just read a few books and do a little bit more studying, and here's why uh, that I don't think here here's why I don't think that he's quite on our level, is because he took everything that these people were telling him about COVID and about the vaccines and um, about the if you just comply, the restrictions will all be lifted. And he took all of that and he came to the conclusion that they were telling him the truth. And that just taking the vaccine, just being compliant, was going to make his life easier. And now you've got this guy, which is a brilliant, very intelligent guy, that has stooped down to our level of of language and and curse. So you're telling me you're telling me he's intelligent, but he's not that intelligent. He's, he's a very smart guy, but, but I, you, you, I know who I want you. That you got lied to. Canadians who aren't vaccinated now cannot leave the country. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why, why is that? And I'm, look, I got vaccinated, and people took me to task for that, and I thought, all right, I'll get the damn vaccine. Here's the deal, guys. I'll get the vaccine. You f- leave me alone. And did that work? No. So st- stupid me. You know, that's how I feel about it. It's like, well, now I have to get tested for COVID when I come back into Canada. I have to get tested before I leave Canada. Now, you know, that might be the latter issue. That's an issue with the Americans. And, and so that's outside of the Canadian purview. But the restrictions to get back into Canada are even more stringent. It's like, well, why to get the vaccine then if you're not going to leave me alone? No. <sighs> yeah. And, and I said that this guy is smart, but I think everyone sitting in this room knew that compliance was never going to be... It, they were never going to give you, they were never going to relinquish the power that they took during during COVID. And I think we all knew that that wasn't going to happen. And I think he just took these people at their words and trusted what they, were, what they said and trusted that they were going to lift all these restrictions. And he was going to be able to move around freely like he did pre-COVID. And it's just not true. It, I mean, this this singular discussion alone could could uh, span hours. It, even just from the information that came out this week, his his frustration is is emblematic of so many people with, with so many things. And I think that that during the eight years of Barack Obama, that a lot of people, you know, even Van Jones has used the term "white lash" multiple times. The frustration that people feel just wanting to be left alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And when you're constantly, and, and so somebody like Joyous, uh, Joyless Reed, they you know, oh yeah, white tears, white victim, like dude white privilege, all these things, you you have no idea. Nobody is saying these things about black America with a platform because nobody thinks those things about about black America to any any large degree. And, and I'm still talking about the vaccine, mind you, but just bear with me on this tangent. But that's that same frustration. The helicopters are here. I think we're done, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're on to us, boys. <laughs> Wrap it up. I'm out of here. <laughs> There's the ropes. That's never happened before. <laughs> they're fast roping. Yeah, they're- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, last one out's a rotten egg. <laughs> I'm going to the bunker. <laughs> yeah, the last one out's going to DC, <laughs> and not by choice. What was I saying before the helicopters took over? Oh no, just the, the the frustration that that people feel with the the race baiting and so many different things. Like, do leave me the f alone. People, reasonable people, reasonable people, given what they're doing, um, feel that way about a lot of things. And that that's the, one of the ones that I can mostly relate to. And I think that that is probably one of the things that, that helped Donald Trump get elected was people just wanting to hear an end to, to the race, 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 race that we're, we're still seeing. And, um, but the, and I think that this, this is just kind of another angle for them to exert control, frustration and manipulation onto people tell it like to tell you that the guy that, that has been busted lying, Time and time and time again. Um, I don't even like to say the guy's name. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. But he was in the media again this week talking about people have a misconception about what their individual liberties are in relation to public health. And to which I say, and I don't mind to say it, you sh- you sh- I'm not saying I'm going to make you swing from a rope, but that's what you deserve. You, you Dude, you're, you're a treasonous little rat communist sack of crap. And I would like, I, I would never hurt anybody. If somebody did hurt you, I would probably raise a uh, glass <laughs> and, uh, and and toast my. Bid you farewell. Yeah, no, I would toast my fellow podcasters and our listenership, <laughs> and I would say, "Damn, fellows, that that's great. That's karma." <laughs> so, but I don't think it's just people wanting why people elected Donald Trump is wanting an end to race, race, race. I think no, 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 no. I'm saying that that that, that 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 um I think that that a lot of people no, I'm not saying that's the sole reason by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying the frustration that that he is conveying in this video, people feel for a variety of facets. Not just that, but people were sick of the BS. The the way that we got dicked around on uh, universal health care, so many so many so many different things. But I think when Another example would be the way that that Joe Biden referred to Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist. You, you, uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama both were inserting themselves in, into social issues where they had no business um, or proof. Sure, and so what I'm saying, like, dude, could you just f off? Like, that's kind of the that whole mentality. Not again, not just in relation to to anything racial. Everything people are just sick of your BS and. Like I'm always saying, you guys have been in positions of power for so long, and you've talked about so many times before their their penchant and their their craft for creating these unsolvable problems that require routine infusements of large amounts of taxpayers' mo- revenue. Yes. Why are we still doing this? Why we, like, we how which. The problem is, you people are wholly unqualified. You are always wholly unqualified. There's no way to oust you out of there. We're, we're, it's a bad situation, yeah. and that's that's one of the reasons I think the allure is to, to an outsider like Donald Trump because he beat the odds, and I don't know that they'll ever let him beat the odds again w- without things going a different course to make yeah. that happen. But you, these people are always talking about and trying to appeal to blue-collar, working-class people, and the thing is, like, everybody sit down out there. Sit sit down at your kitchen table. I want you to, to, to sit down and and think about what our government does. We hear it every year, year after year. I've heard it every year. Like, we're going to go into shutdown if we don't raise the debt ceiling. Yes. 
Like, we're going to shut down. And by God, for once, I wish they would. Please shut down, because I'm sure you can't screw up as much while you're shut down as as you do while you're in your... Mm -hmm convening in Washington. Yes. But you tell me, have you ever in your life sat down at your kitchen table with your family and said, look, we got to spend more money or somehow or another. We're going to have to shut this place down if we don't spend more money. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't appeal to anybody that's blue collar at all. Well, you, you don't appeal to the people. People have no, no, everybody that's that's blue collar. Everybody that works, every common person knows that if you spend more money, you're only spending yourself into debt. You're only spending yourself into a bigger hole. Like, that, yeah, and I think it's important to, to 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 note a little bit of differentiation in what you're saying, and that it, it would that they're not just saying, "Hey, let's spend more money. Give me access." and grant me more of the money that you earned that that I didn't do anything for because I only take, 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 and take, and then decide where your money should go. Give me more of that. Like, I know I painted it to a corner where we need more money because I'm we're all collectively totally irresponsible and corrupt. We need more money or we're, we're going to stop wasting your money if we can't get more of your money. Yeah. Why are we still doing this? Why are we still playing this, this game, dude? Yeah, where but, did the party of small government go? I mean, honestly, that used to be a talk, you know, well, like, and, and it used to be a talk, and now it's just a talking point said by windbags who are completely insincere. Yeah. I mean, honestly, let's have small government. Like, let's just shut down. Let's give it a try. Oh, Wait, have we ever tried it? Not in my lifetime. Let's give it a shot. I think th- there was the I one time the government shut down lasted like yeah, two weeks. It, it shut down for a few weeks, and they acted what? like it was just the end. Of the, like yeah. which I was like I noticed literally zero difference except that there was a federal park near the house that was closed. Like oh darn, yeah. And we still went in there and hiked anyway because we're rebels. <laughs> so we do. Yeah. That's how we do it. The big leagues, boys. It's America. Like where I want to. <laughs> yeah, we. Have, I mean, we paid for it after all. Anyways, like yeah. I don't. I, oh, the office isn't open, so I can't look at your stupid pamphlets. Big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm, we're, we're going. These, these walking trails are still walking trails, though. We're going in. Here we go. Yeah, we're doing this. Are you sure? Yeah, yes. you can still walk around the four foot high gate. Yeah, uh, the bathroom was closed, so uh, we had to, <laughs> you know, make take alternative measures. Yeah, be all outdoorsy and whatnot. Yeah, well, we did it, but Joe Biden style in that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you did it Joe Biden style, it'd be in your underwear. <laughs> it'd be in your drawers. <laughs> dude, yeah. the thing is, man, nobody else is going to wipe my butt either. That's BS, dude. Scarbo. <laughs> you came out of the woods wearing a different pair of shorts. I came out of the, sh- I came out of the woods wearing my shirt around my waist. <laughs> All right, this next one is another video that Rex picked, and this is uh, uh, Lauren Bobert. So, last week, the uh, Gosar from, Rep Gosar from, I think it's Oklahoma, t- tweeted some uh, a video, uh, an anime-type video. is like, um, showed, like, this anime character. Like, he was attacking, like, characters in the cartoon, and they kind of, uh, what do you call that, superimposed, like, Biden and Pelosi or somebody. And so, they censured him for that video, and Pelosi was saying that he's, crazy and violent and just which it was a dumb video like i didn't think it was very cool or anything like uh, whatever but and so this is lauren bobert going off on them for censoring censoring 
Dude, I never said that I could pronounce words properly. These are so pathetic and have done so poorly that the left has nothing else to do but troll the internet looking for ways to get offended and then try to target members and strip them of their committees. This is a dumb waste of the House's time. But since the Speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions, shall we? The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. A Democrat chairwoman incited further violence in the streets outside of a courthouse. And then the cherry on top. My colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, who is on the Intelligence Committee, slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. This is unacceptable, and this would never be— Gentlemen, his time's expired. Gentlemen from Florida. Yeah, uh, that—it's nice to see— Someone get up there like, and she's good. Like it's it's nice to see that she's oh, very attractive woman. By yeah. the way, Ilhan Omar, however, is yeah. is not. And we, which the first one she was talking about was Ilhan Omar. I'm assuming the second one was going to be Maxine Waters uh, yes. when she was talking about seeing people at a gasoline station, which yeah. nobody says. Yeah, um, gasoline people that. And the third one would have been Eric Swalwell. Is that correct? Yes. So yeah, Ilhan Omar's tweet and response. <laughs> Luckily, my dad raised me right. I'd to marry your brother? I don't know about your brother, husband. <laughs> I don't want to think about anything between you and your dad because I'm sure there was not there was some improprieties there. Otherwise, I might have gone to the floor to talk about this insurrectionist who sleeps with a pervert. I'm grateful I was raised to be a decent human. That's not true. And not a deprived person who shamefully defecates and defiles the House of Representatives. Praise God. Um, well, she's a... Okay. It's God it's cool. God with a lowercase G. It's not it's not the God, it's a God. It's that's which, that's good. That's fair. Yeah. I agree. Um Yeah, so my dad raised me right. You married your brother. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that's uh no, but that that uh that that was uh I'm impressed. I liked it. But, of course, like, ah, they're banging the gavel. Yeah, and we've seen that somewhere else here as of late with the uh, the school board meetings. You know, it's like, well, you're out of time, so we'll just cut your mic. So anytime we hear any kind of speech that we don't like, um, guess what? Your time's up. So with all of the uh, domestic terrorists and whatnot that are speaking out, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, defending they, their children and not want heads uh, full of nonsensical well, that, garbage. The, the and mask mandates theory. too. Yeah, the, yeah, so it's kind of those those things in conjunction. The and I think that's one of the 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 thing that, things that is the causation behind what I think is going about to be a, a political tsunami. And and I don't. So in in my opinion. When you hear them talking about the poll numbers and how good it looks for Republicans in 2022, it's not because Republicans are necessarily that attractive. It's because the Republicans aren't them. They're not that. And so I don't think that the Republicans, by and large, outside of a few select ones like her, have a lot of innovative ideas or bold or um, would engineer any big significant change. It's just that they're not them. 
and because these people need to be removed from power, which I mean, they need to be, they need to be a lot more than removed from power. They need to be tried and, and then punished for a lot of things that they've done and gotten away with. If, if the average citizens knew the level of corruption and things, and we all knew the things that they got away with, man, I, I would hope that, 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 that people wouldn't take it laying down, but, um, but yeah, that was pretty good. Good, good on her. Uh, but and I think I had looked up the reason Ilhan Omar was saying that that Bo Barrett sleeps with a pervert. Like in the nineties, the guy she's married to, like supposedly pulled his junk out in a bowling alley. <laughs> but he says he put his thumb out of his zipper as like a prank or whatever. Like, who cares? It's really important. I mean, which is worse, a little a little pecker prank, or, <laughs> a little pecker prank, or uh, sleeping with your uh, your brother. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's sleeping with your brother for sure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bo Barrett still wins. Yeah, so she gets the W on that one. I'm not biased or anything. Uh, yeah, that's objectivity. Uh, so we're, we're going to finish off. I saved this to last. This is going to be one of the things that, that sometimes some of the older listeners don't seem to like, the weird pervert people. Uh, but but my dad, in fact, because I, I, meant to, I wanted to do this one last week, and we kind of ran out of time. And so we'll do that one this week. And my dad said that we should do it too. So he's an old, he's an old school listener anyway. So he's old, old school. So uh, I'll have a video. Thank you so much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to that doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. So much. And so this this person has uh, wrote a book. So just so everybody knows that doing this show, it takes a mental toll on us. And it's for this reason that we're subjected to things like this. I, well, hey, look, this dude. is terrible. But yeah. but but, but, like, but, yeah. but likewise, our yeah. listeners don't know about this story. What listeners know this story? Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know this story, yeah. and I would have. And these are the people that the, his book will be it, is, is the type of things that you're finding in the schools that people have a problem with that they have to show up to a school board and then be targeted. And the thing is, mm. when I see a video like this, it makes me start researching this crap, and then I get pissed off when I start researching it and everything like that. And actually, if you hand me those notes, because I had those last weekend too, last week. Yeah. Which, and which, just for everybody that couldn't see the video. That's a dude. That's well, a, yes. uh, my dad said that it was a biological idiot female yeah it's a biological idiot so but i I would assume that was a biological male it looked to me like it had a little chin hair well they have hormones for that too so oh really and and, and like the thing is the voice sounded like the fake like what some oh yeah sure like it it didn't sound like a genuine authentic female's voice but i'd also like to to uh 
you know, state the disclaimer that my goal isn't to make people mad or hate people or, or beat people up or hurt people. That's not, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that their goal is to warp your child's mind. And, and, and the thing so is, let, like, let me ask this in a perfect world, if, oh, it's a minor attractive person. So well, I'm a non-offending pedophile in which definitionally of someone that's attracted to attracted to minors. And that's what the, the left is so good about semantics. It doesn't, so you change these words, the the words change, but nothing changes. No policy changes, no behavior changes, no social structure changes, it's words. And so they've done that with so many things up until this point, and I could list off a litany of them. Uh, a sanitation worker instead of a garbage man would be an example. So you change these things so they sound softer, easier, better, more palatable, but then with time, those will change too. And they do it with things like, uh, what was the movie Tropic Thunder with the black now blackface is just totally unacceptable like these things change but what did they really change it's bullcrap and so what what is the likely outcome of what this weirdo is saying oh well it, it's it's and this is crass but it's the same thing as just the tip with a female you know what I'm saying like it's it's just it's the same thing like Here's what you're doing. You're sticking your toe in is all you're doing and trying to get people to relax and let their guard. And this is never going to work. You understand this because you're coming for people's kids in all these fronts and then you're calling them terrorists. It's not going to work. So, but I've seen this coming for years. And so one of the things when people get upset, the reason that I'm able to talk about this with a lighthearted verb is that this is, doesn't surprise me. I've seen, I dude, I could have called this sniper shot a mile away, dude. This is easy stuff, dude. Like, you guys were doing this with the legalization legalization of gay marriage. And I'm not saying that gay marriage is, is the same as this. That That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that homosexuality is the same as this. I, I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is societies, you start to, to accept these um, things that, that were taboo as normal and then glorify them. This, this was an inevitable conclusion to anybody... That, that can even half us think critically. The logical conclusion to what this weirdo was saying is to be able to legally rape children. That what what else could he mean? It mean what else could that that I what a, a biological male whatever it is. What else could this pervert mean by that? So hey, we don't we don't want to have sex with your kids. We just want to maybe masturbate to some pornography that involves. I what what do you want? What is the purpose of this? Yeah, like this is not, and, and the it's thing no is, secret. We know what the end game right. is, and so, the, and the difference is like, okay, well, the, between two consenting adults, they want to change it to for the ability to kids to legally consent to 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 having sex with someone that's this age. This is nothing new. Historically, this happened before Rome fell. This has happened time and time again throughout history. This can never be accepted as a norm here. It's not a norm in China. China's behind a lot of, the, like I said, this. The, the tearing down of American morality. You know, this started in the 70s in England. What is it? The Lambda or whatever it was? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it was started <laughs> the by... Man Love Boy Association. By uh, Tom O'Carroll in the 70s. And he's still alive over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pedophiles actually had a public forum that members share their views on unhealthy attraction for children. The chair of the PIE, Pedophile Information Exchange, was a known pedophile named Tom O'Carroll. He publicly lot, uh, lobbied that pedophilia should be legally accepted and that pedophiles should establish an international network. Strangely enough, its members were composed of people who held highly profile positions, some even working in child care homes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still continues over there. My, my, my question is this, dude. Why is the premium put on sexuality? And I've talked about it on the show. It's no, it's no secret. It's nothing that I would... It's evilness, that, that I wouldn't care to hide, but I've had an addiction to online pornography in the past until about four years ago, a woman's testimony completely changed me. I, it, it, so pornography to me is like a, a cigarette to someone that doesn't smoke smoke anymore. You don't have to be sexually debased. You, you just don't have to. Because, dude, I, I've like I said, I've looked at copious amounts of pornography in my life. You don't, you don't have to do it. You can just stop. If you have a, an addiction or a sick attraction to children, say what you want, dude, about turn it off, dude. Stop it. Like, And so it's the same thing is, is, you know, the trans and all these things, you need help from, from a psychiatrist that's going to be real with, with real experience dealing with, with issues like this. You, you have but in to, but, order to stop, like what you're talking about, in order to stop, you have to recognize in something inside yourself that says what I'm doing is wrong. And in today's society, with the glorification of all of this sexual debauchery, and they're and these people know that what they're doing is wrong. They know it. Um, there's no way that they go through life and say that that you know that this is absolutely right and this is acceptable. Well, that's why but, they're attempting to convince you and or yeah, rather themselves and, and you is what I meant to say. Yes, they're, yes, absolutely. They're trying to convince you and they're trying to convince themselves also. But they know that this is all wrong, and. But what I was getting at is it's going to be a lot less likely for that person to to admit that there is something that's that's wrong about their actions or their activities, whatever, if everyone, you know, news media, whatever, is glorifying that action. Well, uh, one of the things that you're seeing a lot of these school board meetings, the literature that these these parents are complaining about contains sexual relationships between adults and children and there was one that one of my uh, really close friends was telling me about at lunch this week, and I, and I actually had the book pulled up, and then I closed it out by accident. But uh, Fun Home, I think, was the name of it. But it, it, it a portion of the story revolved around an adult having sex with a sexual relationship with a child, and it was I can't remember what school it was being read in, but and that's that's how these coercive movements begin, which this was set into motion is. The producer just said this was set in emotion a long, a long time ago. This isn't new, and that's why it's not surprising to me. That's why I don't have this righteous fury and anger. And you know, dude, this is what this is what the left does, and this well, this is what the American left has attached themselves to. Is this right here? And so, uh, many a time, me, my brother have had uh, debates with various people about what I described. You know the the. American discourse on um, homosexual marriage leading to this. Oh, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And here's why you're wrong and not wrong, dude. Given enough time, like this was inevitable. inevitable. And, it, but the, the good thing about it is, and this doesn't mean let off the gas or let your guard down by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is going to be one of those bridges too far that's going to cause the, uh, a political tidal wave in the opposite direction. People are absolutely sick of this. This this should never be anything. If you're sending your child to a public school, this should never be even remotely close to the same universe as something that you should ever have to worry about, ever. No. And, and that's what you were talking about. Why is it such a premium put on sex? It's always sex, sex, sex. And there's so many other things in life. I mean, I... I 
there's so many other things that you could do that are that are good and wholesome oh. and worthwhile. What? Well, Why is it such a premium put on this one particular subject? And I mean, you you could be doing literally anything else on it's this an, planet. It's, an, it's a very very simple answer because that that's the easiest and fastest and most efficient way to tear away the moral fabric of our foundational principles as Americans. And so that's why you don't see people interested in trade school. Or, well, it's not the reason, but it kind of lends itself to the same frame of mind when uh, young people's main focus is put on quote-unquote sexuality. You, you've clouded their minds with things that are so very unimportant to the long-term trajectory of their life, career, uh, job placement, education, true education, and family. You, you remove all that by focusing on this at a very impressionable time of a young kid's life, cloud their mind and get them all confused about just everything. And again, I, I've, I've said it time and time again, and as long as this podcast exists, I'll continue to say it. This, this is driven by an outside foreign influence into our country. This isn't, this is a long game that they've been playing nasty, evil people, playing a long game to, to brainwash people. And I, I don't want to, I hate to end the, the show on a, on such a sour note, but um, like I said before, I think that I gave the disclaimer that, that everybody could tune out, but you have been listening to common man's common sense. You can find us at commonmanscommonsense.com. If you're on Apple podcast, please like our podcast, share our podcast. We will be off next week for Thanksgiving. So we will be back the week after. I don't know what the specific date is on that, but it'd be early. The first week of December, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Spend it with your families. Enjoy them. Give thanks. Absolutely. We Enjoy love you guys. America. Yes. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and thanks for listening, and we'll be back the week after next. Uh, everybody take care. Thank you.